morning. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. It's hump day and we've got a fun show coming your way over the next 90 or so minutes. Uh, we've got in the next segment of the show, coach Wiltz over at Raceland middle school. His team won the Paris championship on the boys side. We'll have him on the radio to preview, not preview to, um, recap the amazing season that his boys basketball team had. They were incredible. They were lights out good, recorded several of their games over on Bayou Sports. They get up and down the floor. They play hard. They play fast. And we'll have Coach Wiltz on to detail the amazing talent that's coming up through the ranks in the central portions of Lafouche Parish. Then at noon, big news. We've got former, listen to this now, hear, hear me out. If you're on that spreadsheet and you're typing away and you're just kind of half listening Pay attention to what I'm telling you. Former Ellender Memorial football coach Jesse Turner will be joining us at noon. And guess what? Former, because he's now the current head football coach at Covenant Christian Academy. Jesse makes the decision, family decision. He's going off to CCA where he's going to coach there for the next several seasons and be working with his kid and rebuilding that program there after a wonderful career at Ellender. 12-15, it's Wednesday. We've got Taylor Griffin that'll be joining us. We'll ask him about the Tarpons. We'll ask him about who knows what. We'll talk WWE. We'll talk, you know, maybe some college basketball. Nichols has a big one tomorrow. We'll chat with the Turtle about all things that are happening in the world of sports. Can't wait to have him on to preview and, and recap and detail everything that's going on in our area. Now, to start off today's show, we want to go to the scoreboard locally because last night we had several results. Uh, it was a Tuesday district night, tons of doubleheaders around the area. So let's break it all down. On the girls' basketball side, we had Central Lafouche falling to East St. John, 59-51. to The Central Lafouche girls' basketball team's just in a rut, man. They play these river teams, and it's just like Groundhog Day. They lose close every single time. Um and now they're in danger. I'm telling you, you look at the numbers, they are in danger of potentially missing the playoffs. They're sitting at 28, but that margin between they and East Ascension, who's sitting at 29, is now razor thin. Central Lafouche will play their season finale against Thibodeau on Friday. That's damn near a must win for Central Lafouche. Damn near a must win against an 18-win Thibodeau team. You lose that one, you're going to lose some PowerPoint positioning. East Ascension, you click at their schedule, and let's go see what East Ascension has left. Let's see. East Ascension will be playing in their season finale against Dutchtown, who's got 20 wins. If they beat Dutchtown, which looking at the schedules, I don't know that they're going to beat Dutchtown, but if they beat Dutchtown, Central Lafouche is going to be in some trouble here in their quest to try to make the playoffs. And... Just looking at it, East Ascension has a good team. They're more than capable of winning that game. They played Thibodeau, lost by a point. They played East St. John, lost by two. Um, Played 24-win Denham Springs a couple nights ago and lost by one. So they're more than capable of winning that game. Central Lafouche, if you're a Trojans fan, you should be feeling really nervous right now because it's going to be difficult. you got to beat Thibodeau and maybe even hope for a little bit of help. Destrahan beat Terrebonne last night on the girls' basketball side, 50-41. to Good win for Destrahan, taking care of business, doing what they've got to do. 
Um, Thibodeau roared past HL Bourgeois 69 to 32. The Lady Tigers dominate HL Bourgeois and get a big win. On the girls' side last night, we had South Lafouche, the Lady Tarpons, in their regular season last night with a, well, not their regular season, in their season with a 54 to 16 win over Morgan City. The Lady Tarpons will not be going to the playoffs, but they end their year with a win. Now for a little bit of controversy. Vanderbilt gets a win over South Terrebonne last night on the girls' basketball side, 93-5. to Look, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. You're beating somebody by 88. Um, there are going to be some people that are going to be rubbed the wrong way by that. Running time starts at 35. To then carry the lead up all the way to 88. That tells me you're pressing through running time. Get it? Like, I don't, I, that one, that one makes me a little bit nervous. Vanderbilt wins 93 to 5, setting the stage for Ellen there. Look, I know those folks there, man. That's, that's some good people. I don't want to assume anything. But I'm just telling you that that score makes me a little bit nervous. And how we got to that score makes me a little bit nervous. E.D. White beat Donaldsonville 51-44 last night. Good win for Coach Snack and his team. They continue to train rolling in the right direction. Uh, in single A, we had Covenant Christian fall to Highland Baptist 68-48, to and Central Catholic was off <clears throat> last night. Now on the boys' basketball side of things. Had some interesting results, and we'll tell you about them here. We had Central Lafouche fall to East St. John 79-67. The Central Lafouche boys um, are going to be wrapping up their season in the coming weeks. They're not going to be postseason bound. They fall to the River Team, East St. John. Then we had last night, Hanville play Country Day and fall 59-48. to HL Bourgeois roars past Thibodeau 66-46. to Good win for them. We had Destrahan beating Terrebonne 47-39. to Something's, Terrebonne's not playing their best ball anymore. They kind of hit that groove. They beat Hanville. They're not playing their best ball anymore, and they struggle and, and lose another one last night. Um, in 4A, we had Lutcher play Newman last night and falls 69-52, to so Newman gets a win over Lutcher. South Lafouche beat Morgan City, but there's no score posted on the LHSA website. I can tell you that they beat Morgan City by 8. Vanderbilt beat South Terrebonne 74-27, to so the Terriers roll over South Terrebonne in that one. In single A, Donaldsonville beats E.D. White 73-63. to Good win for Donaldsonville over E.D. White. Looked like E.D. White had a hard time slowing them down. Patterson defeats St. James 64-45, to so good win for the Lumberjacks. In 2A, Homa Christian School loses a district game. The Jefferson Rise Charter 77-64. to Homa Christian has been struggling a little on the defensive end. They've been scoring a bunch, having a hard time keeping opponents off of the scoreboard. Central Catholic of Morgan City falls to White Castle 75 to 65 last night. And then you have Highland Baptist roaring past CCA 66 to 23. And that is our local scoreboard for games that happened last night. Tonight in the area, you got Homer Christian playing a girls basketball matchup, and that's just about it locally. It's kind of a quiet night. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to Coach Wiltz at Raceland Middle School. His team celebrating the parish championship, and we'll ask him about that in the next segment of the show here on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. 
Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. It was a wonderful middle school basketball season in Lafouche Parish. Uh, we broke it down heavily here on Play by Play, kind of the only ones that are doing much middle school, but we talked at length last week about how amazing the LCO and Golden Medal Girls game was. But, man, there wasn't as much drama on the boys' side, and that's because we had an amazing team that rolled through the area unblemished. That's the Raceland Middle School Cubs. We have their coach, Coach Alan Wiltz, on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Great. Casey, how are you doing? Doing fine, Coach. Man, uh, your guys win the Paris Championship again were incredible. Incredible, man. You guys had that bullseye in your chest all year long. Teams were gunning for you, and it just didn't matter. The kids responded and played super well throughout the course of the year. Talk about the way you guys competed, man, and winning another title. Man, it's it's been a really great run. Um, this is five titles in six years. A lot of people don't realize that. And to be able to go into these gyms, whether it be in the Terrebonne Parish area, Assumption, and, of course, in Lafouche Parish, and like you said, people are gunning for us. It, it's a great feeling because it, it's something that these kids really need if they're going to become you know really great basketball players is that, that competitiveness that 
that pushes them to go even further uh, than they're really kind of uh, used to be, you know, are used to doing. Coach, you guys had that ability to just score in bunches, man. I remember watching the game. Well, hell, we were filming the game against LCO at your place. They're kind of slowing you down a little bit. Then the third quarter just hit with fury. I mean, three-pointer after three-pointer getting steals. Man, you guys, when you turned it on and played your best, had a gear that just no one else had. Yeah, we are able just to kind of jump on people. And like you said, if you kind of fall asleep at the wheel, all of a sudden you've turned the ball over three times and we're able to finish at the rim. And as far as like our three-point shooting comes, it, it was inconsistent most of the time. But when it rained, it rained. And uh, I, I know the exact time you're talking about, we uh Jacquez Gant rained four three-pointers down that basically broke the back of that game. And, uh, and that's kind of how we were uh, – coming all season tell us about the depth that you had because man you guys were able to sub in and out mix and match and it never was obvious that there was a drop-off based on the new kids that came in so like it's one thing to have you know just one or two guys but man when you're at that middle school level and you got six seven eight guys boy that's a difference maker and that's what you all had it's kind of like we had packages like where if we needed some defensive stops i would go with you know uh brian coleman and tamarin crandall or if i needed some offense um, you know, I'd go with Jakeem and uh, Terion Lawson, you know, as my bigs to go along with uh, Travion Smith, which everybody knows is due to man, the big guy, number 22. So we had, like, so much depth that I could almost just manipulate games based on, like, who I wanted to put in there, and it worked all season. <laughs> yeah, hey, no doubt about that. And, look, you mentioned it a second ago. You did have that combination of guard play and also size in the paint. Boy, you had some big dudes out there, but then you also had the guards. And it, it's a, what I'm trying to get at is it's a situation where a, a complete basketball team is now rising up to Central Lafourche. I think they're in great shape over there for the next several years. Yeah, um, you know, I was talking with some of the coaches uh, this past week uh, with Gage and uh, Coach Jacob Allen that are both working there, and there's a lot of excitement between what they're. Uh, working with with our previous team um, and then kind of looking at the future of this team, you're going to have a lot of kids that can really produce at the next level, and that size is something that Central hasn't had in the last few years. So hopefully uh, with the right coaching and the right mindset, they can uh, continue this uh, push on past the middle school level and all the way to the high school level. Coach, one of the things that has been apparent to me, and we've had this conversation with other coaches around the area throughout the course of the season, is that I feel like coaching at the middle school level has elevated so much in the last decade, man. I mean, you got Derek Zush over at Sixth Ward and Damien at Golden Meadow, Keegan at LCO, yourself at Raceland, Lockport's got a good one, uh, West Thibodeau, East Thibodeau, like everybody in the parish, Mark Sanders is coaching, like they're there's a lot of people that are teaching these kids to play the right way, and I think it's going to pay off for all of our area high schools because the kids are going to enroll in ninth grade, and they're already going to know what to do. Yeah, it's not a pushover like it when I first started. No, no offense to coaches back then, but I'm, I'm coaching against some of the best high school coaches in the area. I mean, I know that uh, they've kind of taken a step back from the high school level and they're moving on to the middle school level, but those basics um, are – they're a parent, and these kids know how to move the ball. And I can't just go and run a, a trap defense and, and just expect to win a games like that anymore. I'm, we, we definitely have had to pick up our level of play. And it, like you said, it makes everybody better, and that's a great thing. 
Did you guys have an idea coming into the year? Hey, like we think we're going to be strong or was it a situation where you had to see it for a couple weeks? Give us a rundown. Or like, did you guys know this was going to be a special group? I thought it was going to be a special group, but I'm a paranoid coach. (laughs) (laughs) Probably probably like most coaches, you know, you, you don't know who's moving into the area and look, we're dealing with kids. You got to keep them right in the classroom. So it's never, it's never, never a thing where you, expected to go all the way um that being said it's a special group it it really was you know the brothers of Aterion Lawson and uh uh Duman, they really just outshined everybody in the parish and it's something that uh I'll definitely remember you know as long as I'm coaching how many eighth graders did you have and are you guys in a position with your sixth and seventh grade groups that you're confident you'll be able to sustain this this success next year uh, it's going to be a, a drop-off as far as uh, talent, but that's a challenge that we're looking forward to. We'll have five returning next year um, out of the 15 that we had. So we'll have a decent core. We'll just have to find the rest of them and, you know, do as we do. We, we'll bring them into the program, and we'll get them ready for uh, competition. For sure, man. Look, one thing, that, and I asked this to your kids. I, you know, I interviewed a couple of them after one of the games. I felt like you guys were so, I mean, you guys were great all year undefeated, but I feel like you guys were just next level at home. They felt so much more comfortable to me at home. And I asked them, they said, man, it's just the atmosphere, the vibe, you know, playing before my friends and my family, whatever it may be. You guys have a good little home court advantage, bro. Those fans turn out, they support. And look, you guys have great support in the surrounding community too, because I could tell you, when we on Bayou Sports broadcasted a Raceland middle game, it would get shared and shared and shared. People were interested in what y'all were doing. Y'all got a lot of eyeballs on y'all, man. It's a really cool thing to see. Yeah, it's it's super exciting. I mean, that's what we've been building towards. But as far as playing at home, it, it's a hard place to play. Uh, I was talking to Coach Polky about, you know, just the atmosphere when we played them in the preseason. And the crowd's going absolutely ballistic. I mean, you couldn't hear... Um, anything you, you're screaming out, you know, plays and this, that, the other towards the kids, and they, they look at you, they kind of smile, you know, and they just keep playing. Um, but the atmosphere that you know Raceland has, and look, a lot of fans from LCO and you know West Tivoli come into our house, and they bring the noise too, and it's a really, really fun atmosphere. If you ever get the chance, you should definitely come out that Raceland middle game, and uh, you won't be disappointed. What did you tell your boys whenever you had that last opportunity to visit with them after the last game and you you know won the championship? What did you tell your guys to let them know that you were super proud of them? I'm super proud of them, but I actually am one of those guys who look it it's, it doesn't stop here. If you want to see yourself succeed, you got to keep working, and it's the message that kind of probably puts us in the position that we're in every year where we're competing. And to my eighth graders that I'm losing, you know, like the door's always open. And, you know, you can come play basketball with me anytime. But I want to see you succeed at the next level. So it's usually just some, you know, personal tips. Because, I mean, I know all these kids from the time they're in fourth, fifth grade. And I'm trying to get them to do the right thing at the high school level. And then for my, uh, you know, seventh graders that are going to be taking over, it's time to step up. There's not going to be you know, those eighth graders helping you out anymore. It's time for you to shine, and these are the things that we kind of do. I'm very goal-oriented, so that's one of those things that, um, yes, we'll have our fun, we have our, our laughs, and but it's time to uh, 
continue to work. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's good to hear. Uh, what do you guys do over the summer, if anything? I know Keegan and them, they have open gyms, and you know they keep the kids active. Do you guys do some stuff like that, opening up the doors and keeping them under the roof? Yeah, we, we keep those gym doors open all summer because if, if they're in there with me, I know they're doing the right thing. And uh, the good thing is we'll have generations of players, you know, kind of coming in. I'll have, uh, you know, Javon Falls and his older brother, who played for me uh, a few years back, Javon Sylvester, will come in and play basketball for an hour or two. So uh, it's Brandon Daniels is, you know, a former player of mine. Yeah. Uh, that he, he, you know, anytime he's in the area, these doors are open for these kids to come in. And when you have all those different levels of competition, we don't ever shy away from like, oh, you're in seventh grade. You can't play with that 10th grader. No, man, that's how you get better. You got to play against the best. Coach, tell me about this, bro, because, look, you know, we see BJ often. We do all the games on the radio, and, hell, last night, you know, four or five more slam dunks. He's dunking in transition. Yeah. He's rolling, scoring 25, 30, 40 points every night. Like, <clears throat> I remember him. He was just kind of a chunky kid. He was always good. But if you would have told me, like, all right, he's going to go to high school and be the best player the area's seen in a long time, scoring 35 every game, I don't know what I would have believed that. But, man, he put in that work. He's not a chunky kid anymore. He's ripped to shreds. And he's yeah, doing definitely. huge things, man. You know, his eighth grade year, it started to come around where you could see the work ethic was going to outshine the uh, the playfulness that Brandon kind of brings to the table. Um, I remember we were playing against LCO, which is weird because now he's playing for down the bayou. He, he came in and he lit them up for 35 points in the middle school game. And that's not the easiest thing in the world to do because <laughs> we got six-minute quarters, you know, and – it's just not one of those things that happens. And any time he touched the ball, it was going in. And I remember he, he got kind of fouled at half court. They they blew the play dead. He throws it up all net. I'm just sitting there and looking at the kid. I'm like, man, he's going to be something special. Yeah, it's unbelievable, man. Thanks so much for the time. Congratulations, man. And uh, we'll chat again soon. Okay, partner? All right. Thanks, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Allen Woods with Raceland Middle doing a wonderful job. They had just an incredible team. Just an incredible team. Loved also hearing his stories about BJ as well, man, uh, because a lot of folks don't remember or nor realize that BJ was a Central Lafouche guy who moved down the bayou. Uh, and boy, <laughs> that was very fortunate for the Tarpons because he's doing some amazing things for them. It's play by play on KLEB. We've got Jesse Turner, the new Covenant Christian Academy school coach. Uh, we'll be chatting with him about his plans in his new gig on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. 
It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe, Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play. It's hour two, our noontime hour. If you're going to lunch right now, man, it is our sincerest wish that you don't catch any traffic, you don't catch any red lights. Hope that your food is served fresh and hot and warm and it fits the Needs that you have until you're back at work at 1 o'clock. We'll be with you throughout this whole lunchtime hour. We've got a fun hour to plan. We've got Jesse Turner coming up in just a second. We've got Taylor Griffin at 12.15. We've got our mailbag. We'll get your questions um, answered. We'll talk about the New Orleans Saints chasing you know, Carr and LeBron James breaking the record. We'll get all of that in hour two. But let's go to the phone lines. We've got New Covenant Christian Academy School football coach, Coach Jesse Turner, on the line now. Coach, Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Man, good afternoon, man. It's just crazy hearing that now. You know, just uh, being introduced as a, a CCA head coach, man. But it's uh, it's exactly exciting to hear. Tell us about that decision, man. You know, you have been at Ellender for a while, had some good success, rebuilt that program. The expectations annually were to make the playoffs, and you guys did that more often than not. But now it's a new challenge. Talk about what you liked about CCA, partner. Uh, well, you know, it's. it's very, very tough leaving, uh, you know, my alma mater, a school that I love dearly. Um, uh, but CCA is a, is a school that my kids go to. Um, and I always like, you know, just a family atmosphere when they had, like, school events and, and, and things like that. And and I just looked at, you know, from an athletic perspective, I, I feel like they can, uh, you know, do some great things just with under the right leadership. Um, and, I, and I think I can bring that to the table, and I, uh, I think we can, you know, turn some heads over there. I remember talking to to Cullen last season, and he was always telling me, man, like we were young, like we're young, we're young. We got a lot of athletes coming back. So you're inheriting a team that's going to have a lot of experience returning, a lot of playmakers returning. I'm sure you're awfully excited about that, man. Yeah, uh, the, the crazy thing about it, uh, we, we played uh, we, uh, similar opponents last year. Uh, they played Market City uh, right before we played Market City, so I was able to break that film down. So I'm kind of a little familiar with some of the players and some of the skill uh, guys that they had. And uh, just me asking questions around the, that building of uh, some of the guys who are returning, it, it, it kind of gets you excited, you know. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nipping at the bud to try to meet those guys. I haven't met them yet. I do have a parent and player meet the coach coming up this upcoming Monday. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating that. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to take over the program. It, it's full support. Uh, the administration going to support it, anything I want to do, and 
And um, I'm ready to get that thing going in the right direction, man, see what we can do over there. Bro, I know you, man, and I've seen you coach a lot, and I know that you love Ellen there, and that's all. you're always going to be a Patriot. You played there, had great success there. If I had to guess, dude, that last conversation where you're telling, you know, either your team or your administration or both or whatever, hey, like, I got to go. Like, it's it's time for me to go try something else. I'm sure that was a very emotional thing for you, man, because, look, you've only got one place that you graduate high school from, and you walking away from that, I'm sure that was a tough thing to do. Man, of course, of course, man. Just uh, just to see the looks on the guys' faces, especially my players, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's always a, a tough situation. But like I told them, uh, as you as you get older and you become a man, that there there will be decisions that you have to make, and a lot of times those decisions won't be easy, you know. But you got to look your, you know, you got to do what's best for you and your family and your career, and uh, sometimes it's making those tough decisions. Uh, to allow you to do that um but yeah it, it, it's still tough you know because i'm still at school i'm still at still over there at eleanor and we'll finish the year over there and just seeing the guys faces and they just coming up and and talk to me talking to me and and telling me that they're gonna play their hearts out there senior year and they're gonna do it for me and, and things like that it's still a tough situation but one thing you know being that it's your alma mater man i, I can tell you once a patriot you're always a patriot so i'm gonna I'm definitely be rooting for from for those guys from afar and uh, I'm gonna be definitely checking up on some of the guys that are, you know that I coach, and they're approaching that senior year. And uh, you know, it's still it's still a family over there, and that would never change. One of the big uh, pieces of news that came with the decision to go to CCA is that you're going to be bringing uh, one of your coaches with you. Uh, talk about how important that was in you making that leap. You know, hey man, hey coach is only as good as the guys with him. And I know that you know to have a little bit of flexibility on your staff is probably pretty important, and probably had a big hand in you making that decision. Most definitely, that was that played a big role in it. I could definitely say uh, say that uh, Coach Jamal Nixon. Another Eleanor graduated guy who graduated with me uh, went on to uh, play college football at Arkansas Monticello. Did great things there and and went to play uh, in the CFL professionally for a couple of years. So um, just having him at Ellender, he he understood the, the you know the the objective and the vision that I had, and you know we gel not just on the field but off the field as well. But when it's time to work, man, he's one of my hardest workers, man. So. I, I will be bringing him along uh, with me. He's going to be my offensive coordinator, and it definitely made a, a, a huge uh, factor in me deciding, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. Let's do it. Uh, so he's all in. I'm all in. And uh, we, we, let's see, like I said, let's see what we can take this thing, see if we can make it big. What's the goals, bro, like in terms of the immediate future? Are you going to do spring out there? I know you said that you're going to stay at Ellender for the rest of the year. Are you guys going to bypass spring and, you know, get the extra practice days in the fall? Talk us when, when we're going to actually see you on the field with, with CCA. The crazy thing about it, I'm, I'm still thinking about it, man. I, my, my, my first initial thought is not to do spring um, just because uh, more than likely we, well, we will be installing a new offense, doing things differently on defense. So in 10 days, man, that's, that's tough to do and and us not being, you know, actually physically uh, familiar with the guys. Um, so we will do something, like some type of spring drills, but I, I don't think we will be doing, like, any, like, spring football practice. Uh, I just want to get to know the guys a little bit more, and, and then, uh, you know, then we'll take it from there. But I'm still, you know, weighing in uh, options on that, uh, so that's not firm. Uh, so if, if, if we feel that we can – Get it, you know, get whatever we're trying to do uh, in 10 days. We, we may schedule a spring game just to get some type of 
you know, foundation of, of where we are as a football team. Uh, but, again, you know, I, I haven't really uh, made the final decision on that yet. Cool, man. I, I'm sure it's going to be special for you uh, to get that time with, with the family, bro. I mean, you said your, your kids go to school there, so, you know, eventually yeah. they're going to they're gonna come up and they're going to be part of the program. And, like, I, I know that that's something that, that that's awesome. As heck, I've asked you in the past about your kid playing youth football, and you always were, you know, super fired up to talk about that. So now be representing the same school, man. That's an awesome thing. It is, man. My, my youngest is so, so excited. And then another pivotal moment of me making the decision, I, I, you know, I talked to my oldest son um, who's in uh, sixth grade over there at CCA, and I'm, I asked him because, I, you know, at the end of the day, it sounds good if your dad's been at school, but it's some, some kids, it's like, you kind of dad, you're all in my space type of thing. So I asked him. I asked him, I'm like, hey, son, you know, how do you feel if, if dad, you know, come and teach and, and be the head coach at your school? And uh, he was excited, you know what I'm saying? He was like, Dad, yes, <laughs> you know, let's, let's do it. And uh, once he told me that, it kind of just gave me the confirmation, like, okay, let's, let's prepare uh, to get this thing done. Let's go back to the, to the board, uh, to the table. Let's talk to the, uh, the administration at uh, CCA, and uh, let's, let's get it done. Let's make it work. And uh, that would happen. So, but it, it's exciting that I can bring my kids to school. You know, as a football coach, you lose so much time, you know, just dropping your kids off, picking your kids up from school. And now, you know, being that I'm there with them, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a plus for me. It's definitely a plus for me. Jesse, one thing that Randy Bouquet always told me when he was the head coach at CCA is that it's a different style of coaching a single-A program than, you know, four or five-A school because, you know, you may only have 20 kids, 25 kids that contribute, and a lot yeah. of them are playing both ways. And he often said, you know, there's not a whole lot of in-game coaching because, you know, hey, your running back's your linebacker, your receiver's your cornerback, you know, your tight end's your linebacker. So have you thought about what that's going to look like in terms of, you know, hey, I might have to change my in-game operation a little bit being over at CCA? Of course. You know, I, I talked to a few guys, and you know, uh, in 1A programs or smaller schools like that. But I'm going to be honest, man, I really, really, uh, I'm waiting for the challenge. I, 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 want, awesome. I want this challenge. I want to be, um, you know, Something different. You got to think about even the, the dynamics of the type of team that I'm going to, from Ellender, uh, you know, which is a public school in the inner city, to uh, a private school, which is you know uh, a Christian school. So it's, it's it's for me, it's like okay, like it's a reset button, but it's also like okay, coach, let's get to work. And ever since I, you know, I accepted the job, it just feel like I'm just re-energizing. And I want to kind of like, you know, I want to put this team on the map. I want to do great things with this team. So I'm just, I'm just sealed up, to be honest with you. So I know it's going to be a, a learning process, you know, from me going from 4A to 1A. Um, but, again, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the challenge. I'm, I'm ready for it. And on the flip side to that last question I asked, how important is it going to be between, hell, we're, we're February 8 right now. How important is it going to be from February 8th to maybe August 8th that you're getting to know everybody and making sure that you get all the athletes at the school signed up to play football? That's very important. Uh, that's very important. We are uh, in, in the ground running right now. Um, again, I feel like the most important thing right now is just getting to know the community. Um, that's why I'm kind of doing like a meet and greet with the coach Monday, getting to know the kids, getting to know the staff there that, that they have in place. Um, and just and just fixing the pieces around it. So once it's time to actually go to work, man, everything is organized, everything is structured, and all the time, you know, it's just time to get better. Um, so you know, all those things play, uh, you know, a factor in our success. 
Um, so we're just going to do the best that what we can do to get this thing rolling. Good stuff. Look, man, thanks so much for the time. Congratulations on your work with Ellender. Also, congratulations on your new position, man. I consider you a friend, and I'm happy to see what's next for you, brother. I appreciate that, Case. Appreciate it a lot, man. Yep, that is Jesse Turner with Covenant Christian Academy doing a wonderful job. Um, he's going to do a wonderful job there at CCA. That is a home run hire. That is a grand slam home run hire. Getting a guy who won games at Ellender, that's not an easy place to win. That's his alma mater. So here's the thing about it, right? <clears throat> his kids are at CCA, and that matters. There's no doubt about that. That matters. That has a huge role in this. Him bringing Jamal has a huge role in this. There are challenges at Ellender, man. There just are. You're fighting a constant battle of we're a basketball school. You guys come here and you play basketball. And there's a constant battle of numbers and 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 having enough to survive in 4A. There's a lot of challenges there. Guess what? At CCA, you go get your 20, 25 dudes. Let's go. And in that offense and the way that they run that offense and the way that Jesse calls plays and the way that Jesse structures his offense, boy, with the athletes that they're going to have, they're going to be in really good shape. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the school. I think that CCA made a good decision there bringing Jesse Turner into that program. And in a lot of ways, I think Jesse made a good decision accepting that challenge like he was talking about a second ago. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to the Turtle. Taylor Griffin will be chatting with us about tarpon basketball, about wrestling, about the Super Bowl, everything in between. We'll be talking with Taylor in the next segment on Play by Play. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. It was another district doubleheader night around the state of Louisiana last night, and the South Lafouche Tarpons were on the winning end of a couple of games with Morgan City, and we were blessed to be on the call of that one here on KLEB, and we go to the phone lines now and have our broadcast partner, one of our broadcast partners for Coastal Broadcasting's efforts to present high school basketball to our community, color analyst Taylor Griffin. Turtle, what's good, brother? How are we doing today? Hey, doing fine, just fine. How you doing in the studio today? Doing fine, man. It was a good night for the Tarpons. They get the sweep. The girls get the win to close out their regular season against Morgan City. The boys uh, had to work hard, but they do get the win, improve their playoff positioning. Let's start with the girls because you know there's finality there. They're done. Uh, Eleven and twenty year. It was a young team. It was a team that had some ups and downs. Uh, but it was good to see, you know, the, the two seniors were the two leading scorers last night. They both went out with a bang, and the Lady Tarpons got a big win. Yeah, yeah, man, it was um, it was good for them. I, I know, you know, it's a situation that you don't like to be in, you know, knowing that your playoff hopes are mathematically just completely impossible. Uh, you're done after this. You've got one game left. But, um, you know, we were talking about it over the broadcast <coughs> reaching for positives and at least giving the players a reason to play and have something to look forward to. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of if you're in this bad position, you just you twist it a little bit and it's like, hey, y'all are in a really unique position. Um, yeah, we're not going to be playing next week. There's no playoffs, but, you know, after this week, there's only one team – that's going to finish their season with a win. Everyone else is going to finish their season with a loss. You have the opportunity to finish your season with a win. You know, everyone else is going to get eliminated in the playoffs. Somebody's going to win state. Uh, at least you get to go out with a win. That's that's a rare thing. You know, it, it sucks because you're in a bad position to begin with, but let's let's end it on a good note like most teams don't get to do. So, at least, you know, I was glad that they got to – those those seniors got to finish their career with a win. Those girls got to take some momentum into next season. And, uh, you know, reaching for positives, that was about the, the best situation they could be in last night. And uh, happy for them. Go, go Lady Torps. On the boys' side, Morgan City had an early lead of about six, seven points. Then the Tarpon Storm back take a one-point lead at half, balloon the lead to nine in the third quarter. And then it was kind of stride for stride from there, but the Tarpons seal it at the line late. I didn't know what to make of last night because, like, on one hand, yeah, Morgan City did just play really well at times. They made some tough shots. They played well. On the other hand, the Tarpons just don't know how to slam the door on anyone, man. Now, this is now two games in a row, had assumption, couldn't finish it, and they do end up finishing late, but it didn't need to be that hard 
Last night, I felt like it didn't need to be that hard in the fourth quarter either. They just need to learn how to finish games, man. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, I agree with everything you said. You know, um, first and foremost, that Market City team that came to Galliano last night, that was not the typical Market City team we used to see it. And, uh, you know, while it was some familiar faces from last year, you know, it's guys we've seen before. They did a complete overload on the coaching staff. They've got, you know, their part. The leadership that's out there, they're not hanging their heads. They're not arguing with each other. They're not arguing. They're extremely disciplined and well-coached, and they've got, I mean, they flipped that program overnight, and it was easy to see, like, okay, that's that's why they beat Ellender. You know, that's why they're giving us such fits. That's why they're making all these shots, because they're obviously practicing really hard and working on their strengths and perfecting their craft was a special team we saw last night so they deserve a lot of credit for that change um the our boys we went on our runs we dominated we looked like such a much better team the majority of the night but man when we go into a lull we just just laid out like it was it, it was horrible at times uh our boys like you said they I don't know where's the killer instinct, the slam the door, the whatever cliche you want to use. Like, we just find ways to try to give the game back to the other team and make it interesting. I don't, I don't get it. There, there's, there's something missing. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. It, it's hard to pinpoint. But I mean, you got guys on the floor losing focus. You got guys on the floor, and I'm talking tarpon uniforms here. I'm calling them out. Not by name and number, but you got guys on the floor who just shooting stupid shots at the worst times, not understanding the situation, or just flat out not caring about the situation. Shooting, you know, just because B.J. Daniels is feeling it don't mean you're all feeling it. So relax. You're not all him. Um, (laughs) Right. You don't need to be taking us out of the offense taking two hard dribbles and rising up and, and shooting off the dribble with a defender in your face in traffic just because he was talking trash to you in the last possession. You're not feeling it. You, you don't need to be doing that. You're not allowed to do that. You don't have that green light. And I saw multiple guys do that. Not, not Both of them weren't trash talk related, but it, just, it looked like they were making the game personal and making the game more about them instead of about the team. And that's you start losing that that mental battle right there. You start that's that's losing basketball. That's how you allow. I'm gonna say it. That's how you allow bad teams to hang around. Now, granted, Market City was a good team, but you were making them look like a bad team because you were dominating them so well in certain aspects of the game. You were letting them hang around because you're making the game about yourself instead of about the team, and that is losing basketball. That is how you're going to lose to the good teams. They're very lucky they had such a comfortable cushion last week against Assumption. They're very lucky that we were still able to close it out last night against Margaret City, but 
dude, they tried to hand the game away by playing stupid basketball. I don't know what the problem is. Like, you you got to this point by playing so well for so long, like, just finish. You know it's coming. You've been playing this game your whole life. The, you know the pressure's coming. Play smart. Handle the pressure. Take care of the ball. Stop being in a hurry. What are you doing? Like, th- there was just so many situations last night that we were – why, why, why did he feel the need to do that? Why? There's three people on you. Just, just pull it out. That guy that's guarding you is taller than you and better than you and more athletic than you. Why are you trying to shoot over him off the dribble? You know, there was just way too many of those situations last night that you just scratch your head, throw your hands up, like, do we want to win or not? And sorry for going on such a long rant, but anyone that was in the gym last night – I challenge you to disagree with me. I'll just tell you, yeah, everyone's got an opinion, but yours is going to be wrong because that's what happened last night. No, 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 no. You're right, man. It's a needed rant, and hopefully people hear it, and hopefully they take heed to that because you're not beating Ellen or Vandy but playing that way. Nope, you're right. That was my next point, but I'm glad you put it, and I'll put a stamp on it, highlight it, and echo it. You are not going to win the next two games if you play like you did the last two games. Yeah, no doubt. So let's talk about this, man. <clears throat> You're a former player, former coach. Last night we had a 93-5 to result last night. And I said at the top of the show, <clears throat> like, I don't want to – I wasn't there. I don't want to call anybody out. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to be malicious. I don't, I don't know what happened. But 93-5 to when girls basketball makes me a little nervous as to what might have happened there. What are your thoughts? We were talking about it yesterday. That's that's a score that's going to make some people a little uneasy. Man, I don't I don't know what to take of that. I don't I mean, look. 93 to 5 is pretty bad. You and I called a first round LHSAA top 32 playoff game that did it not end like 81 to 18 yeah something like that wasn't it like abbeville or someone who came in and wanted a tray of bruce years and just got absolutely embarrassed by us uh i don't know so last night's 93 to 5 regular season game I don't know if that was personal. I don't know if that was a make a statement. I don't know if maybe, hey, pure speculation, not accusation. Maybe a South Terrebonne coach might have been running their mouth about how Vanderbilt does things, and Vanderbilt took it personal and said, "We'll show them. We'll make a statement. You know, we'll we'll." I, I don't know, man. That could be anything. Again, speculation, not accusation. We weren't there. I'd love to see the film. I'd love to get some eyewitness statements from people who were there. Maybe Vanderbilt's bench only plays one way. Maybe it, you know, maybe it's we only practice one way. We only play one way. We don't know how to how to slow down. We only got one mode, and that's get it, bruh. I don't know. Ninety-three to five seems a bit excessive. I'd love to hear the backstory and the whole story of it before I give a full 
educated, firm opinion and firm statement on it, I feel like there's better ways to handle whatever it was that was going on in that gym last night. Now, if you, hey, we're only, we're trying to get better. We're treating the second half as a scrimmage. We're mixing up our lineups. We're doing different things. And we got second string bench players who don't get a lot of playing time. At the top of the key, stealing the ball from the point guard who doesn't care enough to value the ball. What do you want me to do, stop her from making a layup when no one's going to get back in transition? I mean, it could very well be that situation. I don't know. But until we get some better intel on what was going on last night, I could only guess and kind of chuckle like, man, maybe that was a bit excessive. But who knows? I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. The only thing that makes me a little nervous is, and we talked about that playoff game, there was no running time then. If you're winning by 88 and you're scoring 50 more points than the running time, you're not doing that in half-court offense, Bubba. That tells me you're pressing up 80, which ah, makes me a little nervous again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, hey, 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 maybe. We could throw we could throw maybes all day until we know the full story. Uh, I believe it's Coach Coleman at Vanderbilt. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, yes, sir. And South Terrebonne, the name is drawing a blank here. Uh, First-year guy, see his face. Yeah, new guy, rookie coach. Maybe they had a discussion at halftime. Maybe they had a brief 30-second meeting at the table like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to do that. Who knows? Maybe the South Terrebonne coach said, hell no, you don't take it easy on us. We're going to play. Like, it's – it's we're gonna learn a lesson. I, I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm speculating. Might be totally wrong. Don't crucify me for it. Maybe the other coach was like, "Y'all do what y'all gotta do, and we we'll, we have to learn from it. Teach us a lesson." I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe so. And and, and it, you know, it's like I said at the top of the show, we don't know. It just I know it's gonna be something that's gonna make some people nervous. And we're I'm gonna try to find out, and I'll try to get some more. Um, who's gonna win the and Super I'd Bowl, love, bro? I'd love to. I'd love to revisit it next week as we put out the full story and then put our educated opinions on it. So let's circle back on this a week from now. For sure, man. Yeah, we, we look forward to doing that. Um, l- let's talk some professional sports. We got the big game on Sunday. We got the Chiefs. We got the Eagles. Um, who do you think is going to bring home the Lombardi, bro? Uh, according to the leaked script, I think the Eagles are going to win 37-34. to Did I read that right? <laughs> Um, no, uh, look, I, I'm not a super fan or quote unquote hater of either one of those teams, of either one of those quarterbacks, either one of those cities. I got no firm dog in the fight. I'm going to hopefully enjoy a good football game. No, I'm not sitting here saying I just hope both teams have fun. It obviously means more than that. Uh, I'm probably going to put a little money on what color Gatorade is going to hit the winning coach and the over-under on the time of the national anthem, have some fun with it. Um, but other than that, uh, I think the Eagles win a close, high-scoring affair that is in the 30s or the 40s. Um, I love what Jalen Hurts is doing. At the same time, got a lot of respect for what Patrick Mahomes does. Uh 
like I said, I'm not super fan cheering for the Eagles, and I don't think the Chiefs are bad. I think it's going to be a great game, and I got Eagles winning a close one in the end. At last possession, I, I think we're going to see the most, the you know, the best offensive showcase in a Super Bowl of all time. I think it's going to be one of the great ones to watch. Bubba, I, I think you're a Michael Jordan guy, but I may be completely wrong on this. But last night, LeBron breaks the scoring record and, you know, becomes the guy with the most points in NBA history. And, like, I think that while other people are using this as an argument to say, well, oh, he's now the greatest player to ever play, I think that last night was also an indictment on why he's not the greatest player to ever play. He breaks the record, then immediately fakes an injury and leaves the game in the fourth quarter, doesn't play a second of the fourth quarter, is cutting up on the bench, is laughing while his team's losing a home game that they need to make the playoffs. After the game, it's all about me. Hey, look at me. I'm so happy. Laugh, laugh, giggle, giggle. Your team just lost a critical home game to the Thunder. I know the number 24 that used to wear that jersey would not have missed the fourth quarter, and he would have been trying to win that game. I know 23 in red, who we often compare LeBron to, would not have missed that fourth quarter and certainly wouldn't have been happy had they lost that game. I don't know, man. What were your takes? It's kind of fishy the way that all went down in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, hard to disagree with any of those statements. Uh, yes, I will. I will put up reasonable, educated arguments not the Photoshop memes that our good buddy Bruce Lee likes to use on Facebook to stir the pot all day. Um, just kidding, Bruce. I know we got to punch each other in the stomach next time we see each other for that one. Um, I remember when the Lakers, when the when the Kobe and Pau Gasol Lakers lost to the Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce Celtics in the finals. I believe the closeout game correct me if i'm wrong unless my memory is just not serving me correct today i think it was in la and the celtics will win like by 30 something in the in the deciding game of the finals and i remember at some point it clicked and I remember having a conversation with one of our friends. I think it might have been Cody Dewey, and we were just like, you know what? This is why no one could ever tell me Kobe's better than Jordan because Jordan wouldn't go out like that. Jordan wouldn't have given up and just went sit on the bench at the end of the fourth and lost the finals by 30. And I remember how much that meant to me as a basketball guy back then now, who knows what was going on with Kobe at that point. Maybe he just had enough. Maybe he had enough of how his teammates were reacting. Maybe he just had enough, and he's like, I can't do this anymore. We're going to lose anyway. And there was no, I'm not going out like that. I'm going to fight till the last buzzer. I remember how much that meant to Jordan will forever be the greatest. And then what you just said, and what I also witnessed last night watching the game, about LeBron not even finishing the game, can't even win the game, immediately goes to the bench and goes clown around and laugh about, like, what are they, like the 12th seat? Like, they're not even in the play-in game? Like, what? Yeah. LeBron may have cemented himself as the best scorer of all time last night. 
he's certainly the best 38-year-old basketball player of all time and will be the best 39, 40, and 41-year if he continues to play. Yeah, he is the best of all time at a few things. No question. But just the best overall basketball player of all time, and we're factoring in, like, winning and mental toughness and killer instinct and just all the all the mental things, all the intangibles, the, the mentality, all the things that, that Jordan simply had that you can't teach, even some of the things Kobe simply had that you can't teach. LeBron, I don't see it, man. He just doesn't have it. And when he does have it, he doesn't have it long enough. He only flips the switch on and off when he wants to. And if that's how he wants to live, that's fine. Maybe he, maybe he thinks it's unhealthy for him and he only wants to flip the switch when he needs it, fine, that's cool. I'm not faulting you as a human and saying you're a bad person, but you will never, ever be number one in my eyes with that mentality. So how he handled after the fact, after the record last night, you're absolutely right, Casey. He'll never be number one. I don't don't think he'll ever be number two. Is he worth discussing in the top five? Absolutely. But, nope, he, he will never be number one. And last night, how he handled it further cemented that argument. Yeah, no, I agree. That's very well said. Uh, let's talk some WWE, man. We're, we're now past the Rumble, drawing some big numbers. I was a little concerned, and I brought this up to you last uh, Thursday when, you, when we had you on. It's like, hey, are we choosing the right main event here? You know, are we choosing the story that people are maybe secondary interested in behind Sammy and Roman? Sammy and Roman continues to burn. Sammy jumped him on Friday night SmackDown and posted a huge number and posted another huge reaction. But on Monday, when you got Paul Heyman in that ring with Cody and they're talking about Dusty Rhodes, and I think they've got two stories now that are red hot. I'm interested now in Cody and Roman. They did an excellent job saving that one for me on Monday. That was an awesome promo, man. Yep, yep. They, uh, it's, man. We're seeing the beauty of the storytelling and the cliffhangers week after week that just keep making us, oh, my God, what are they going to do next? Oh, my God, where's this story going to turn next? How are they going to intertwine him and him and him? How are they going to keep us interested in the Elimination Chamber upcoming main event for that pay-per-view while also doing the big WrestleMania buildup? How are they going to intertwine all these things? It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's entertainment at its best. Um, I can't wait to see what they do. Man, uh, anything, anything that Roman Reigns touches, you know, yes, he's obviously a heel and we're supposed to hate him and he's doing his job, but, like, anything he touches is gold. It's, it's money. Anything he's involved in is must-see TV if this is, in fact, your cup of tea. And Sami Zayn is just kind of like doing the WrestleMania 30 Daniel Bryan run right now, which I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know where when the big payoff's coming. He even said it himself in an interview recently how he's like, yeah, I can win the title, but, I, I mean, look at me. Like, I'm not I'm – not, I'm not Brock or Roman or Rock or whoever. Like I'm or Cena. Like I'm. Can, can I go do the Jimmy Fallon thing? Can I do the? Ah, 
uh, yeah, I could sure I could do it, but I mean, I don't I don't have the look. Like it's almost it's almost like he doesn't even believe just like us. I mean, yeah, Sami Zayn deserves a title run, but he face of the company, I I don't think he's he doesn't pass the eye test. He doesn't fit that. He's just a quick little feel good story like Daniel Bryan. Cody Rhodes on the other hand, he's he's got more of a captivating look to pull that off and make it believable. And the fact that both of those guys are having their stories intertwined with Roman Reigns right now in this WrestleMania season, it's it's freaking beautiful, man. Like I, I can't wait. It's it's any casual wrestling fan, any wrestling fan from back then who, oh man, they they'll never be as good as Stone Cold and The Rock and the Attitude Era and it sucks now. Like, listen, no it doesn't. Like it's it's really good now. Look, you're right. They they had like some really questionable years these last ten to fifteen years. Trust me, it's absolutely worth it. Tune in. It's beautiful storytelling right now. <laughs> you know what's the the coolest thing, and I'll leave you with this, man, is like back whenever it was the lean years and, and it was not very good television. It was always okay, well it, I'll just use Cena and Orton as an example. It'll be Cena and Orton at the pay-per-view in a no holds bar match. Then on Monday Night Raw, it'll be Cena and Orton in a grudge match. Then on SmackDown, it'll be Cena and Orton in a mixed tag match. Then the next Monday, Cena and Orton. And the, they're, they're keeping the guys together, but also separated well enough. And there's also diversity in that. Now Roman is feuding with multiple people, and he's feuding with Sammy and Cody. And he's also kind of feuding with the Usos here and there. Like, you never know what direction they're going to hit you with. And I think that that's cool is that, like, we're not just seeing the same match regurgitated over and over and over. There's so much more variety. And it's like reading a good book. There's so many different characters, and you never know which characters are going to intertwine with one another. And it's cool. It's really cool to see. Yep, yep, you're right. And uh, you never know when they're really going to throw you for a loop, who's going to turn from good to evil, evil to good. Uh, it's You're absolutely right, man. They, they're they not just mailing it in every week because they don't have any more believable options. Uh, that, that That's the, the, the biggest thing of this, this storytelling that they're doing. Like, it has to be believable to captivate the fans. Like, you know, Rey Mysterio beating the Big Show is never believable because, I mean, look at those two guys. Look at the size. You have to do extremely brilliant storytelling to convince me that the little guy might beat the big guy. But, you know, that's simple, basic storytelling right there. But what they're doing right now, like, all these three guys have believable stories. They all have, you know, it's it's captivating and you'll never just like shake your head like come on man that was ridiculous like no everything is is really like oh wow that was that was awesome and unexpected that's why we're tuning in just as hard and heavy as we used to when we were kids it's uh, that good right now very well said last thing before we let you go dude give me a score for the super bowl and i'll let you get out of here uh 41 to 37 Who's going to win? Eagles. Okay, Eagles 41 to 37. So Taylor just slightly tweaking the leak script. He thinks that the leak is going to not change the booking too much. I, I got you. <laughs> Thanks for the time, buddy. You have a good one. 
Yeah, man. Thanks again. And uh, as always, go Tarps and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing a wonderful job. He's got the Eagles in a shootout. And I'll tell you my pick in the next segment because that's one of our mailbag questions. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll get to the mailbag in the next segment. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. 
When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, Guaranteed. Welcome back to Play by Play. It's time to get to our mailbag. We'll do this a little more quickly than normal, but as we kind of ran along with our coaching guests, we want to thank all of our coaching guests for joining us. Jesse Turner, Alan Wiltz, Taylor Griffin. We're going to thank them all for the time. If you've got a question, at Casey underscore Jiskler, JisklerCasey at gmail.com. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Facebook. Uh, find a way. Find a way. Several, uh, several listeners find ways weekly. Find a way. Casey, give us your Super Bowl pick, score, and MVP. I'm going to go away from Taylor on this, and I'm going to go to Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Just because I think the AFC teams are more battle-tested than the NFC teams, I think that they will have seen more stuff, be more prepared despite being a one-point dog. I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs 31-24. to And I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. I think that's, you know... Today in sports, we crown MVPs based on who's the best quarterback in <laughs> in any given game. So I'm going to go Mahomes to uh, get the win in that one. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr being linked to the New Orleans Saints? This is this is pump the brakes. This is slow down. This is let's think about this time for the New Orleans Saints because you know what Derek Carr was last year. He was a more expensive, way more expensive version than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton had a higher quarterback rating. Andy Dalton had a very similar touchdown-to-interception ratio. Andy Dalton had more yards per attempt. Andy Dalton had a higher completion percentage. We talked often here, we talk often about how the Saints... Get a great quarterback, that's awesome, but it better be a great quarterback. You don't want to spend $30, 40, $45 million on a dude who ain't the dude. Derek Carr ain't the dude. 
he ain't the dude. The Saints are in approach cautiously territory right now. They better be very careful. What do you make of LeBron setting the scoring record? Ah, it's cool. Congratulations. Great accomplishment. You proved you're not the GOAT. You faked an injury and got out of the game so you could go and celebrate with your kids. Had an after party after you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter. You ain't hurt, bro. And then you got the nerve to say after, oh, yeah, I feel like I can win some championships. Help your team this year. You needed to win yesterday. I get that when you call yourself king, it's hard to um, think about other people. Hard to picture other things other than yourself. But you bailed on your dudes last night, bruh. They were in good position to win that game. Oh, my ankle hurts. I can't play. Right after you broke the record? Didn't stop your ass from going drink wine with your homies after the game, though, did it? Give me a break, man. Dude don't care about anything but himself. He hung out his team to dry last night. Great player, amazing player, one of the best players to ever play the game, but he will not ever be the greatest player because he doesn't have that imbalance and that dog in him that Michael Jordan had. What offers does Brandon Daniels have to play at the next level? He's got, I don't know about offers, right, but he's got interest from a lot of schools, you know, LSUA and you know, others. I'm not going to list schools. That That's that's not fair. Um, but he does have interest from schools of that type. And if he wants to play, he's going to play somewhere at the next level. Casey, give me a preview of the Tarpon baseball team. Um, Scrappy. That's a good word to, uh, to describe them. I think they're going to be tough, hard-nosed. They're going to compete on every pitch. They're going to play hard. And I think they're going to give you everything that they got. Are they going to have the... We're going to hit the ball gap to gap and get doubles and home runs type team? Hell no. Are they going to have the Josh Pierce striking out 15 guys in a seven-inning game? No, they're not going to have that. But are they going to have dudes who compete and give you their all and, and that would be plenty enough to win a bunch of games? I think so. I think that they're going to win more than their share. Casey, will Roman Reigns drop the titles at WrestleMania? The more and more that this goes on, I think that there's power in the babyface chasing the title more so than winning the title. I'm beginning to think Roman's going to retain at WrestleMania over Cody and then maybe drop them to Sammy at SummerSlam, which will then keep Cody chasing, keep Sammy red hot, and continue to build Roman as this superpower so that when he finally does lose, it'll feel like one of the most historic things that we've ever seen. So initially, I was all aboard the, hey, the title run ends at WrestleMania train. But as we're seeing the story develop and play out, I am starting to now more be more inclined to think that he's actually going to retain at WrestleMania. The last one. Casey, give me an MLB sleeper team to win their division. I'm going to Biloxi this weekend, and I want to bet on a long shot. Um, hmm, it's a good question. Let's see, sleeper team to win their division: the Dodgers and the Padres in the West are going to be in control. 
the Braves and the Phillies and the Mets are going to be in control in the West and East. Um, let's go. Yeah, let's do this. Los Angeles Angels in the West. I think that they're going to be better. I like some of the moves they made in the offseason. And then for a real big sleeper, and this one, like, look, man, I know this one's going to blow up in my face, but you ask for a sleeper. The Tigers supposedly have really good arms, really good young arms. And in the AL Central where nobody's really all that good, if they could somehow sneak to 84 wins somehow, that may be enough. So I'll go if you're looking for a huge long shot, a long shot horse to bet on that I'm telling you now this is very unlikely, but in theory they should have some good pitching, some good young pitching, the Detroit Tigers would be my pick. Let's get some betting picks. Um, tonight, I like over 224.5 for the 76ers and the Celtics. I think both teams will be able to score on the other. In the NBA, plus 8 for Dallas over the Clippers. Dallas is playing with some energy. They've got um, Kyrie. I expect that one to be fun. The Warriors, plus, or not plus, over 234.5 with the Portland Trailblazers. I like points in that game. I like offense in that game. Neither team will be able to guard the other. Nor, frankly, will they have the desire to guard the other, but neither one of those teams will want to play any defense at all. In college basketball tonight, I also like Iowa State plus three and a half against West Virginia. I think that's a good spot there to bet on the ranked favorite or the ranked underdog, rather. I like, uh, let's see, in the SEC tonight. Oh, not at the SEC. Let's go over 135 for Vermont and Maine. And then let's try to find another one here on the list. There's a busy, busy college basketball slate. Let's go Providence minus 12 over Georgetown. And then I'll give you another. I'm going to go over 126.5 for Mississippi State and LSU. So those are my picks for the day. And um, hope that you guys have some good luck with them. Let's wrap up today's show. Hope everybody's enjoyed. We had two good shows earlier this week. I want to thank Stan at Terrebonne General. Uh, Tri-Parish Media Day was awesome yesterday. We had a great show. Monday and Tuesday have been uploaded in the archives. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. We'll be back tomorrow talking about some high school basketball. Start to dig more deeply into the Super Bowl as well. Keep it on KLEB. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. Casey Jisclair signing off. Have a great rest of the day, guys. God bless. Love y'all. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.